Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Creepy and Paranormal Podcast. I hope that you have all been keeping well and not too bogged down with work and the stresses of life. But Easter weekend is upon us, which means lots of eating good food, relaxing, time with family and friends. But most importantly, some time to do some podcasting and listen to some fucked up episodes. Speaking of weird episodes today's one is going to be based on mount everest and all the deaths that have occurred there and you know just finding out a little bit more about the place and diving into a different direction on the show so today's episode is proudly brought to you by home ground coffee as well as invoice cloud and the topic um, was inspired by my friend sydney Wynn. so thank you so much for that and you know what time it is it's time to drop the intro Correspondent Arwa Damon is live in Kathmandu, Nepal. That is remarkable to see. I certainly didn't even know that can happen. Not only can it happen, but it's proving to be deadly. Yeah, Poppy, and this is why it's so deadly, because that area where all those people are backlogged, that's known as the death zone. And there's a reason why it's called the death zone. It's because when you are at that altitude, every breath you take in only contains about a third of the oxygen that it would if you were at, say, sea level. So your body is literally degrading. You are literally dying when you're there. And extra time can prove to be lethal. The wait on some days were hours long for people to reach the summit and come back down. And of those nine people and counting who died just on the Nepalese side trying to make the summit in this very short climbing period, it's only a few weeks, most of those people died while they were on their way down, while they were descending and most... So where is Mount Everest? Well, Mount Everest is part of the Himalayan mountains sitting along the border between Nepal and China. The peak is shared by both countries, but the most well-known summit route is on the Nepal side. Hikers usually fly from Nepal's capital Kathmandu to the small mountain town of Lukla. Now, the Lukla airport is known for being one of the most dangerous in the world. And why, you may ask? Well, the runway is short. Pretty short. The visibility is also very poor, the wind is severe, and guess what about the altitude? It's cuck high. Now most runways are around 3,000 meters long, while Lukla's is just 527 meters long. There have been around a dozen accidents at the airport and dozens of fatalities. So if that doesn't scare you from climbing off the mount or climbing the mountain, well just hold on to the next bit of information. Now, it is said that at least 310 people have died on Mount Everest, and that number slowly ticks up each year. The first summit of the mountain was in 1953, so that means at least 4 to 5 people have died there each year since then. 
But in reality, not many people attempted to climb the mountain until the 1990s, when commercial trips started to be offered. The single deadliest day occurred on April 25, 2015. A 7.8 magnitude earthquake resulted in the deaths of 19 people at the base camp. Another tragic day happened on the 14th of April 2014 when an avalanche took out 16 Nepali climbing guides. The two devastating days have gone down in history as the most tragic and most deathly counted days. Now the death rates from climbing Mount Everest in the last 30 years sits at about 1%. The percentage of deaths to successful attempts is around 4%. So... All in all, your chances of dying while climbing the mountain are pretty slim. However, that's only the case if you are properly prepared and climbing with a professional guide. Not to mention, when things go wrong, they go very, very wrong. It would be a mistake to conclude that summiting Everest is a walk in the park because of the low death rate. Everybody has their own morning routines, but on the top of my list is coffee. Strong, hot black coffee. I physically can't start the day without a cup. However, sometimes life gets in the way and you're forced to buy a cup of coffee while on the road. And if you're like me, you struggle to find one that tastes good and is affordable. Well now, there is a one-stop solution for you. Homeground Coffee. The name is brilliant and so is the service. Situated at Benoni Northern Sports Ground, it's a nice central point for your morning commute. And why not get a delicious muffin or pie to go along with it? Homeground Coffee is the perfect go-to and I advise you strongly to give them a try. When you do, let them know that I sent you. Find them on Facebook at Homeground Coffee as well as Instagram. That's Homeground Coffee, H-O-M-E-G-R-O-U-N-D. Today's sponsor is called Invoice Cloud. Now, this is really awesome if you're an entrepreneur, small business owner or even a freelancer. You know how difficult it is to manage and then create those invoices for your customers. But with Invoice Cloud, you have everything you need to create simple professional estimates on the fly. It's easy to use and understand and getting rid of all the nonsense so you can have more time to do what matters most, which is to grow your business. Invoice Cloud allows you to add your company details, logo, customer information, as well as products, making it a breeze to send estimates to your clients anytime anyway now if you want to start your free seven day trial and get invoicing in just under five minutes all you need to do is head over to invoicecloud.co.za and boom you are sorted that's invoicecloud.co.za it's actually not uncommon to walk over frozen bodies while summiting mount everest along the mountain the climbing communities believe there are about 200 bodies some along popular routes Others lost forever to time. But why aren't they being removed? Well, recovering bodies is risky as well as expensive. And once you get into the mountain's highest section referred to as the death zone, bodies quickly freeze into the mountain. The task is far too demanding and good weather conditions only last for so long. Now, in general, more accidents happen on descents rather than ascents. That's because climbers are already exhausted and complacent, and the chances of bad weather are much higher. But Mount Everest may be breaking this rule. 
a large study looked at all the climbs up to 2006 and verified that more than half of the deaths happened during the descent. However, new claims are being made that ascending is now responsibly for, well, it's at least responsible, I should say, for a majority of the fatalities. Getting to the top of Mount Everest takes about six weeks as people have to um, acclimatize themselves to the high altitude. Now, that is a really long time for accidents to happen. And on the other hand, descending from the summit to base camp only takes a couple of days. But no matter if you're going up or down, extreme caution needs to be taken. Now, the most common causes of death on Mount Everest are the abominable snowman. I'm just joking. <laughs> I only wish that would be the case, which would make much more of a creepier episode. But the most common causes of death on Mount Everest are actually acute mountain sickness, falls, avalanches, exhaustion, crevices, exposure, and hypothermia. Long list, right? Well, when you're climbing above 8,000 meters, a lot can go wrong. Acute mountain sickness and exhaustion are believed to be the leading causes of death on the mountain. The high altitude can lead to cardiac arrest and strokes, and minor injuries can become a death sentence. Additionally, when climbers aren't feeling well or are extremely fatigued, errors are more likely to creep in. So we mentioned the death zone earlier on. Now this basically is the section of the mountain above 8,000 meters and in the zone oxygen pressure is extremely low and humans are unable to stay for long without having a supply of oxygen. Experts don't recommend anyone staying in the death zone for more than 16 to 20 hours. Oxygen isn't the only thing you have to worry about. At the highest part of the mountain, climbers are highly exposed, leading to frostbite and snow blindness. Summiting is also the most strenuous section, which means the chances of accidents are at an all-time high. So, if you do climb Mount Everest, be prepared for the death zone. Standard protocol on Mount Everest is just to leave the dead right where they died, and so these Mount Everest bodies remain there to spend eternity on its slopes serving as both a warning to the other climbers as well as a gruesome mile marker. And one of the most famous Mount Everest bodies, known as Green Boots, was passed by almost every climber to reach the death zone. The identity of Green Boots is highly contested, but it is most widely believed that it is Tsawan Peljol, an Indian climber who in fact died in 1996. Before the body's recent removal, Green Boots' body rested near a cave that all climbers must pass on their way to the peak. The body became a grim landmark used to gauge how close one is to the summit. He is famous for his green boots, of course. And because of that, according to one seasoned adventurer, about 80% of people also take a rest at the shelter where Green Boots is, and it's hard to miss the person laying there, as you can see by the photo. If anything and this is not me being inconsiderate, he looks rather comfy. In 1999, the oldest known body to ever fall on Mount Everest was found. George Mallory's body was found 75 years after his 1924 death after an unusually warm spring. Mallory had attempted to be the first person to climb Everest, though he had disappeared before anyone found out if he had actually achieved his goal. His body was found in 1999, his upper torso, half of his legs 
and his left arm almost perfectly preserved. He was dressed in a tweed suit and surrounded by primitive climbing equipment as well as heavy oxygen bottles. A rope injury around his waist led those who found him to believe that he had been roped to another climber when he fell from the side of a cliff. It is still unknown whether Mallory made it to the top, though of course the title of the first man to climb Everest had been attributed elsewhere. Though he may not have made it, rumours of Mallory's climb had swirled for years. He was a famous mountaineer at the time, and when asked why he wanted to climb the then unconquered mountain, he famously replied, because it's there. Now one of the most horrifying sights on Mount Everest is the body of Hannah Law Schmetz. In 1979, Schmetz became not only the first German citizen to perish on the mountain, but also the first woman. Schmetz had actually reached her goal of summiting the mountain before ultimately succumbing to the exhaustion on the way down. Despite her Sherpa's warning, she set up camp within the death zone. She managed to survive a snowstorm hitting overnight and made it almost the rest of the way down to camp before a lack of oxygen and frostbite resulted in her giving into exhaustion. She was only 330 feet from base camp. Her body remains on the mountain, extremely well preserved due to the constantly below zero temperatures. She remained in plain view of the mountain's southern route, leaning against a long, deteriorated backpack with her eyes open and her, her hair blowing in the wind until the 70 to 80 mile per hour winds either blew a covering of snow over her or pushed her off the mountain. Her final resting place is unknown till this day. So there you have it folks, just a short little video today about Mount Everest and how fucking scary and deadly, deadly it can be deadly. What the hell's wrong with me? Anyways guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and always you need to look after yourselves this weekend. Take care, enjoy the time with family and loved ones and when you go to bed tonight and you switch off the light and you hear a lot of noise, don't forget to look under your bed.